Welcome to Elite Six Think Tank, an open discussion group with business owners who share their knowledge, experience, and skills. So um, we've got three balls here. If you want to speak, put your hand up and I'll give you a ball. If you are speaking, um, you'll have a ball. And if you start to ramble on too much, I'll politely come up and grab that ball and, and pry it out of your hand. If you know how it works. So last week we talked, I forgot the theme last week. It was marketing versus advertising. And out of that discussion, we actually managed to uh, come up with that people wanted to talk about vision. So all week long I've been introducing vision to elite six groups saying they come and listen to a, a talk about vision and I was struggling a wee bit with an introduction on that one. So then I get my friend here, Leon, who's got a ball, catch, and he's going to explain how important vision is for him in his business. Me personally, I think vision is everything. Um, you've got to have a purpose and a goal and if you can see where you want to go, you can break it down into steps. And, and that's how I sort of roll. But I understand that, and, and I accept a lot of people don't have any vision. Uh, I can have a vision of the most simplistic version and I try to explain it to my wife, and she has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah for, for me, uh, everything that I do, I need to visualise the end product first, or uh, definitely part of the end product to give me a, a first stage sort of thing. So yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of vision. That's cool. Give it a little bit. Anyone else got an experience? Remember, we've got four parts of the meeting. The first one is experiences, solutions, and problems. I'm going to build backwards. Won't go for takeaways, but what problems have you had with vision in the past? Have you all accomplished your vision? Nick, and then keep going. <laughs> The balls are good, aren't they? That's what we're doing. Bricks made. All right. Um, I think not so much for us, but the companies I've been into with no vision also had no purpose for their stuff. So with vision and with kind of a concept of where you're heading in the end game and the steps it's going to take to get you there then if all of the staff are on board with that, they're all going to head in the same direction as well. A company without vision can have staff going off in all different directions and things get complicated and weird and nobody's happy. That's pretty cool. Actually, I like the purpose one, to be honest, because I was listening to a podcast on the way here and they talked about it, you didn't have a purpose, but vision purpose. Um, Mark, oh, changed into a lady. <coughs> Mark was just catching, he wasn't. Anywho, um, I would have mentioned it here before. Um, yeah, you know, for the first few years of business, I used to sit there and say, "Okay, all my goal was to 
was to get so many properties, new properties on a month. And it wasn't until about five years ago that I sat down and went, okay, five years from now, this is what I want. And then you work backwards. And by doing that, you want to see I was saying, if you don't know where you're going, you can't get here. Um, but also when the staff had more of an idea of where I was going, absolutely. Prior, they used to come to work, they used to do their job, they used to go home. Because if I didn't have any goals, they just had to do their work and that was it. Um, and they've definitely taken on a different process in their own minds um, going forward from starting starting in the future and working backwards rather than the other way around. Thank you. Um, um, I think you might have been first. I'm going to change tack slightly, so if you've got something relevant to that. Not to that, but I'm going to change tack a bit. Okay, well I was going to say, with regards to a problem with um, vision or emission is um, identifying when current vision or vision needs to be changed. So yeah, like pivoting when something's not working, um, like failing fast and identifying what your new vision is quickly. Um, so I've learned a few lessons about that along the way. But, yeah, interested in other people's perspective on that. Oh wait, listen, I missed all that. Am I about to put it in a nutshell? Might be something I struggled with. Don't get stuck in your vision, be ready to change. Yeah. Okay, okay. 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 And that's in our five year plan also, we don't know you're going to be curveballs, so we'll give us a percentage of that. So, make a comment. If I'm thinking about vision and I'm, and I'm talking about mission, I see them as two separate things. The vision is literally what I, what I see as the ideal situation that I want to come out of what happens with my with my business whereas your mission is a, a, a to-do statement to, to do such and such and so and so I'll give you an example of that from, from my um, from my vision statement my vision statement is understanding through knowledge okay now you may think that's a little bit strange to pick up with my company name which is dynamic communication but I can go and explain it a little bit further if I need to but my but my mission statement is to help people build confidence through communication that's my that's my mission statement so you see what I'm saying so vision is, a, is if you like your your almost esoteric view of what you see for your as the outcome of what you do which your mission statement is specific to what you actually do. I write the elite six years of a mission statement. I read it out for five or six years every week for eight times. I've got what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is, right? Isn't that ironic? I was trying to think what our mission statement was. Okay. Um, are you Is your name Sharon? It is. Okay, yes. <laughs> what you said before, I worked for a company that was quite big and they had visions and everything but some of the senior managers they said they were into that vision but it just didn't match up with them so for staff it was horrendous it was so it has to match up for employees to believe in it and go that way because when it doesn't match up it's not sure. nice um you'll be <laughs> um we've got one more first uh, rob and then we'll go for you yeah um i 
I kind of got taught the academic version of what the vision and mission is. And that is, Danny, that your vision may be, I want to see myself on the top of the mountain. And my mission is to work out what I need to do in order to get there. Now, hope, hopefully you can break the mission down into one line which says, if I do this every day, I'm going to achieve it as a consequence. But what happens if you do not all work on the same mission and vision is that all those tasks that arrive up every day that are passed out to everybody who's in the organisation, they aim to complete the task. But if they don't know where everybody's aiming at, they may complete the task in a way that actually removes you away, ultimately, to make it harder to achieve your goal. Ironically, I climbed a mountain a couple of weeks ago, and I did not find any academic people at the top of the mountain. But you did get there doing one step at a time. Yeah, I take that on board. Uh, Kim. I was just going to say, I think it's important. Like I worked at a place and they had a mission statement and vision. And it was this big massive thing and it kind of incorporates everything. And I think it's just good to have it simplistic, something people can identify to and sticks in your head. Can, on that note, can we think of some other companies that have a vision and what their vision is that comes out to mind while we're talking? Uh, David Parsons? No, I was, this, this wasn't. This was stated. No wonder my balls are black. This was stated uh, on a board that when you went into work in the mornings, you passed it every day, and it had on, and you can you can decide for yourselves whether it's a vision or it's a, or it's a mission. And what was stated was there. There was our aim is not to be the biggest, but to be the best. And so that's, uh, and that was United Fisheries. All right. That's cool. Um, somebody's hiding the ball. Over oh, there. Who's the statement? So, vision, mission, uh, what was the other one? Vision and mission. Do you need them? I've got a question here. I've got you. Right, so if we leave here today and, and we go through our jobs for the next week and we have various tasks that we have to do and decisions that we have to make, if we don't have an ultimate goal of where we're going, how do we know that we've got closer to it? So that would be, to me, what do they call that? Measuring, isn't it? No, not necessarily. You know, like, for example, you know, like, if you uh, today, you know, online, um, make 10 sales and two customers call you up and they've got a problem, how, how you deal with that problem will be influenced by, you know, like, your ultimate you know, outcome. Ooh. If you don't care, you're just going to end the phone call. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> don't do a job yeah. shipping company, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, thank you. If, if this topic's going to be hard. If 
No, and I agree totally with what you're saying, Rob, because at the end of the day, you can't set goals for yourself that are, that are appropriate if you don't have something that you're aiming towards doing. And, you know, by establishing our vision, what we see for our company, it could be, you can could, you could imagine everybody being in heaven or whatever, I don't know whatever it is, but you, you get your vision sorted in your mind, and then you say to yourself, this is what I'm going to do to do such and such and so and so, then you can go and set the sort of goals that are going to ensure that you actually do what it is that you want to do. Excellent. It seems to me that's, that's, a, that's the key driver for goal setting. Yes, you know, I think a lot of people have blurry visions. They aren't very clear on what they actually are trying to accomplish. Oh, hello. Uh, yes. what you were saying before, do you actually need a vision or a mission statement? I don't have one on my website and no one's ever said to me, what's your vision or what's your mission statement? In my head, I guess I do, but I, I haven't put that down on paper or on my website. So do I need one? I don't know. But isn't a vision and mission more for the company, not for the customer? I, I, I guess, in my yeah. part, I would put it on the website. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have one as such. Um, yeah. yeah. The thing that um, actually comes to mind is uh, you can say some people are real visionary. Maybe their vision is so uh, external that we see it. Is that a good way as well? Um, is that your name, Mark? Or Sharon? Sharon, thank you. Mark. Want to, you, you want to I'll, I'll go on to Sharon. You can be quiet. <laughs> before about the old mountain peak really and for a, for a business perspective it's like you know you're in charge of a roading crew and your goal is to put a road up to that summit up there and if you arrive on any given morning and your crew decided that they're going to cut different paths to get there ultimately you could potentially get your whole workforce on that summit but you actually haven't built a bloody road which is, which is your mission because you've got to be able to transport, use that road as a, as a purpose. So that becomes your mission to, to construct mm. that up there. But as a sole trader, and picking up a little bit on what Helen says, you know, do we necessarily need to have an active mission and things? Because we're not taking anyone else on board with us. We do have responsibilities from people around us in terms of the income we generate. but. Our, our vision is is often internalised. We do certainly uh, have a mantra that we might capture in a one-line statement uh, within our website. So mine within the insurance industry is, you know, 
is ensuring that I've got um, folk have got premiums with long-term sustainability and affordability. So that's my mission, I guess. But my pathway will be different as a sole trader than a company person where they've got to take the whole team with them if they want to get the, the maximum productivity. Uh, I'm just thinking that uh, what, 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 listen to you here is having a personal vision and a company vision. So I would probably wrap up the personal vision after than I would a company vision myself. Does anyone else feel similar to that? Or why is it easier to have a personal vision than a company one? Is one easier to attainable? Is one more controllable? Well, one is talking about one person, isn't it? So you control that. Mm. I don't think but I've it, ever thought of a personal vision. Yeah. Sort of. But, yeah, but it wouldn't be any. But your personal yeah. vision is the same as your company. Then, yeah. at the end of the day, you've just got, you just got to put a different hat on. Yeah. You're still going down the same direction. You may go a different road. Mm. Because you've got a company structure, and you'll have different obligations, legal obligations and things like that. That's giving me headaches. But, so but the thing is just your goal is there and it goes back to high school. And it was a man's reach should exceed his a man's reach should exceed his grasp what is a heaven for Robert Browning. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's you know we've got, I agree we've got to have a vision and a goal. It's how you get there it will differ on your business and things like that but it's still you've got to have a vision I agree with what Rob was everyone's saying yeah. so we talk about vision I find it quite a boring conversation personally sorry so um, I did have other topics we could switch to because 17 minutes in we could be boring some of our listeners as well um, other topics that we were going to discuss at think tank meetings were security procrastination delegation mental uh, mental uh, illness. I'll interrupt you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll uh, interrupt you by saying if if you had a vision for think tanks then we would start at, at 9.30 and go to 10.30 on the same topic and discuss it thoroughly and we wouldn't be thinking about anything else. What time did you get in? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you. Because you're the boss. I think the problem with vision for most of us is that it's bloody hard and it holds us accountable. And every time, if we have a have a vision we can wake up each day and say are we closer there now when Peter Blake tried to win the America's Cup he, he, he had a simple principle when they were going to make any decision change or whatever will it make the boat go faster and if our decision-making or questioning process was every decision every interaction I make with customer every pricing, decision, service delivery, whatever, is this going to take me to where I want to be as a business, then you will have a clear decision goal to say yes or no and take you out of the process because if we leave ourselves in there, we are likely to take the easy path, which is not necessarily up the hill. Uh, very profound, very good. Uh, Nick, I'm just uh, going to ask you a question. Have you ever wondered how those tractors plough those straight lines? I know Ian will know. 
they have um, two stakes and they presumably uh, keep the stakes in front of each other. But if they took his eye off what he was doing and had a look over the shoulder and go, oh, look at the lovely straight lines, he'd probably go crooked as hell. So by maintaining good vision in his path, you can, um, so, you know, being really focused on where you want to go and where you want to take your business at, what you were saying, Peter Blake there, he had one goal in mind and everything was questionable to that one goal. Mm. Yeah, so we really, if we're here today, why don't we think about that one goal and um, how do we keep ourselves hell-bent on achieving it? But then do we need to set a whole lot of goals along the way to chomp through that? And is that where, because when I see a vision, I see a big massive gully in the middle, a trough. And I think, how do we get from here to here? Um, lots of small steps. Um, yeah, so I think it's, now we're back on topic. Thank you, Rob. Uh, and um, I think that question of whether your business goals and your personal goals or your business mission and your personal mission is probably, it's an interesting one because I think for myself, if my vision for my life was the same as my company vision, I'd probably be disappointed in myself as a human because there's so much more to me than there is what is doing. So I think while it's easier to rattle off a personal mission or a personal vision because that is actually who you want to be as a person, you, that's just you. That's, that is the who you are and who you want to be. When you're talking about a company mission or a company vision, you're talking about something that influences a lot of people or it influences a lot of what happens day to day, but it's something you've actually got to sit down and make yourself think about. Whereas we all innately know who we want to be as people. So that actually just kind of comes naturally, whereas doing it for your company, you've actually got to sit and think. And that's why you're probably finding it easier to work out a personal vision than to work out a company vision, because you've got to work on a company vision. You don't have to work, well, you do have to work on a personal vision, but not in the same sense, because it's something you're constantly working on. A few weeks ago, sorry. Sorry, is yeah. it because the, the, the uh, benchmark is external to yourself for your company. It's it's something that's out there and it's visual and it's holding you accountable. Whereas we have that that possibility of cheating ourselves Always. on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, so it, that's the accountability aspect of it all. Yeah. So sort of how I said a few weeks ago, I want to be a millionaire. But is that a vision? And then if I don't come up with ways. You know, I haven't got a plan or a strategy, I just, whether or not my gut instinct says I'm going to fluke it when I do it, but I believe, honestly, it's going to happen. But then people say, well, yeah, I'm going to home. Yeah, but it's like, you know, like, I think, well, that's a vision of mine personally. I can tell you a lucky rock. Would somebody be interested in buying that lucky rock off me for a profit? A million bucks, yeah. In that particular case, you could say, hey, yeah. My vision is to be a millionaire, but better still is maybe just to paint a picture of what it would be like for you to be the millionaire. I think yeah. Uncle Scrooge, Donald Duck, on that. Yeah, that leaping in, leaping off the yeah. board into the, the pool of coins, gold. It must have hurt, though. Right? Must have, eh? Hey? Yeah. But you know, but you could say, okay, my vision is to be a millionaire, and the mission, therefore, is to earn. A minimum, or have a turnover in excess of say two million dollars, mm. so that I 
can be a million dollars a year. One has a really pissed me off once was uh, somebody stuck a piece of paper on my white uh, my marker whiteboards for sellotape. Don't ever do that. And it was my wife at the time, and, and I said, "But we're doing really well in business, uh, but we need to pay down the mortgage." And she wanted a horse truck. She had it already. So she's, well, we're just going to get a twenty thousand dollar horse truck. And I said, "I don't want a twenty thousand dollar horse truck. We'll be spending all the time fixing that." So I said, "Why don't we pay down the mortgage and save for a horse truck at the same time?" So she went to one of the magazines and she cut out a $275,000 horse truck and stuck it on my whiteboard with a tape, which you don't do. And that was her vision. I think that actually ruined us. Because I felt that was unobtainable, unfair. We only lived in a $500,000 house and here she was to spend $275,000 on her. But she might have needed a big audacious truck for her vision. But the goal might have been not as big. It could have been a $50,000 truck. I think there's something, no, no, but I understand her thinking because I have a lot of horse friends and they also have the same vision with these huge horse trucks. That is an underlying issue in the marriage though, because she wants to be in that horse truck rather than in your $500,000 house, because she wants to be with a horse and not with me. <laughs> I wonder if she's combined those goals now. Has she? I'll leave the next sentence somewhere else. Alright, do we need to change topic? Thank you. Trying to change topic. I'm just going to make it clear. You want a horse? No. No, I don't like horses at all. Um, just make it clear, a vision statement, I just will keep PD'd it. A vision statement is a declaration of an organisation's objectives intended to guide its internal decision making. And the mission statement is a short statement of why an organisation exists, what its overall goal is, identifying the goal of its operations, what kind of product or service it provides, and its primary customers or market. Probably Just to make it clearer. I think I think the problem is is that it's abstract. Yeah. And for anything abstract you can't visualize and, and what David was saying before is that you can't say I want to well you can't we can say whatever you like right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very well but you can say I want to be a millionaire okay right but that's a number right and, and, and a number never motivates and inspires anybody right but a feeling or an emotion does so what David was saying is quite a common thing now. They say, don't think about what you want. Think about what you're going to feel like when you've got it. Mm -hmm. So if you had a million dollars, how would you feel different to how you are now? now like, if you wanted to upgrade your car every year, bang, you can do it. If you want to go on a holiday, you know, like, you know, like a month, you know, like every six months or whatever, you could do it. You could do whatever you want. You would feel powerful, you would wear um, fresh clothes, 
or etc. And you'd have a chick that's into horses, right, with a good horse truck out the back, completely satisfied every time she comes in the house and looks at you. But coming back to vision and mission, I think I think there's one great thing that has come up here that I picked up on is that when you have a a personal vision or mission, the only person who who needs to act on it is you. But when you're achieving a, a vision or mission for a business, it's out of your hands because you have to rely on other people to help you. You have to rely on your suppliers, your customers. You you have to influence not only yourself, you've got to influence everybody that you interact with to get where you want to go. And that's why it's hard. Okay, all right. Still don't like the topic. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can you me over? Vision. Oh, sure. Hey, Sean. Again. Sean. Sean. Hey. Can't hold your task. Yeah, right. Rules not important. Right. Hey, Talking about visions and missions and blah, blah, blah. What's your mission? What's your vision? I don't know. I mean, I never thought about that. But um, in the end of the day, we want to be. So that easy questions will come up. People can know the answers straight away. Personally, I just want to be financial free. But uh, the, the the truth is, I'm currently working on like a like a horse. Oh my God! Can I lose the horse? So um, you know, um, back to the questions. Um, you have um, business. You hire people, and you rely on them. They making money for you. But um, if you you're in the financial free uh, positions. The business running itself, you don't have to check many uh, uh, energies in, and then you do whatever you want, possibly keep working because people are like, um, you know, retired in the early 60s, 60s or people really want to keep working until the best. So, great topic, I think financial freedom. How do we get financial freedom? ライブ。え、え、もう、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、ええ、
I like work. I keep working. So I can't really say I'm retired. Yeah, I'm, there's no retire for me. The other thing I go to Bangladesh uh, in a month or so or two, time right, because you've got to do that. And the problem is, um, I have to wait for you guys to have a holiday. We shut down, and then I can go on holiday. But if I want to go to Bangladesh tomorrow, <laughs> it's not going to happen because I'm so I'm in my business. So you have your head vision. <laughs> Look, I've just made a decision. I want to refine my vision. I want my staff to have financial freedom. I don't only want myself to. I want anybody that engages in my business. No, no, no. They just left. No. That my staff are assets. I've been in a company where they've told me that staff are dispensable. Use and abuse, and my staff are my biggest assets. So I've got a new vision that I only don't want to be the only one financially free in my company. I want all my staff to be financially free. Should you just do that first yourself? Yes, I like that because you guys are kind of like my funny. Uh, what did you say? Your staff are your biggest asset because it's the same in my business. So if you look at that, and talk, well, you know, you guys are my biggest assets, unfortunately. Uh, who's your biggest asset in your business? <laughs> you know, you, who's, you're antique dealer, right? Well, well, it was only me. Yeah, but who's your biggest asset? Me. No, people buy your stuff. No, it's me. Well, you can't no knowledge, them. no business. Yeah. He, yeah, he no. doesn't own the people yeah. who buy his stuff. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. and if I did, I'd sell it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I tell you about what? I'm paying you, you want to buy one at the moment? Just a bit of a sneaky idea. Dollar is there, mate. It is? You look. I have, I, have, I have a cartoon here, right, which I would just like to share. Um, and it's about a little dog, okay? Um, and the dog is sitting in a chair, and the two humans are saying, isn't that cute? And then they dress the dog up, and they go, wow, this is more cute. And then it kind of you know, like goes on as the dog is dressed up in the seat of a car. Oh, look at that, he's driving. Oh, and now they've got a bag for him. Oh, look, he's going to work. And then the dog is now all dressed up and they're pretending that he is drinking alcohol at the weekend. And then the last one is the dog having a look at the photo of when the dog was just a dog and was really happy. And I think that Sean raises a really interesting point. Is, is that in, in the Western capitalist society, we are taught to have a vision, a lofty goal, and we must work hard every day to achieve the goal. But actually, for most of us, in reality, we don't have the lofty goal. We work every day to be not necessarily financially free, but relaxed, and we're able to buy what we want most of the time, all right? and um, no stress and so are we on a constant conveyor belt trying to get up to the top of the mountain which we may never ever get and along the way we're going to die and we're going to think well in fact everybody else who was at the car park at the foot of the mountain you know had, had a really good life with no stress and they don't really care about the yeah, top of the mountain yeah they would have a barbie and a few drinks in the car park yeah yeah how amazing unmotivated okay but is that wrong is it wrong? Your goal might be to have a million dollars, my goal might be to have 500,000. I don't know, when I'm 85 I might think it was wrong. I don't know. Good question. But you are a millionaire in Lima. Have you got a ball? No. Good. She's going to bring out horses again. 
I was listening to a really interesting podcast today, and it's going on a little bit of what you just said, Rob, is that this lady's, um, her, her vision or mission or whatever you want to call it, but she has basically three things that guide her business. The first thing being principles, second profit, and the third people. And she's being judged based on what her principles are, well, or what the order of that. And she said, the principles are what guides my business and how I operate. I can't operate if I don't have a profit because there will be no business that serves the people. So I don't know whether that They're kind of... Though. Yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely is. But if, she said the reason why it's in, she said I'm not undervaluing my people, but if I can't make a profit and serve myself first, I'm no good to anybody else. The principal one, is the principles the first one? Principles, profit, and then people. That does not resonate with me at all, that word, for some reason. Mm. I mean, I'm thinking ethics it's and it's values and the principle. I don't know, what's that word mean for a distinctive person? It's, 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 uh, it's an ethics. That's, that's interesting. One of the guys that we know, yeah. and that bears out what you're saying, um, he was, in the end, working for his staff mm. and not for himself, mm. and he said, Hey baby, not the name of the game, and gave it away. Yeah, and unhappy. And unhappy. He's mm. much happier now, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. The is getting better, it's 12 past 10, so we've, uh, it's good, I quite like it now. It's quite interesting, because you actually came in this morning saying that you were in a really negative mood. I did not. What did he say? Whinging. Yeah. It's huge. I'm talking about losing the rugby. You're swallowing your face. I just didn't get on. Warren, good humour. I did. I was really at a fantastic media. And then you're going to go back like a horse stepping along the road. I'm not even talking about my horse days. You know, like, I'll go on about the horse days. So we had a lifestyle property, and it was all built around horses. Pellets. That's um, amazing. You know, we've got yards, and we've got um, nice. a $40,000 jumping arena, and we've got, um, what else did we have? Sheds, we had a Prado, we had a horse float, we had two horses, had jumps, we had vets visiting, farriers visiting, people who shear them, shorn them, whatever they do to them. And, and then we needed saddles for them, and, then they, and we were never happy with what we had, and never we were content with what they had. And most people would come onto our property and go, wow, and you guys are really happy. And you sort of think, well, that's funny. From one person's perspective, we look like we're deliriously happy, obviously, but when you're living in there, you're freaking out about keeping it all going. But we, was that you? Are you saying that that was your belief? It may not have been your wife's belief. Yeah. She was never happy, was my point. She was never content with what she had. I mean, I, yeah, who wouldn't want a big business networking company with so much money and so much demand and be niche? Yeah, I would. But the reality is, uh, I, I love what I do, I love the nicheness of it. So it might not be my big vision, um, but you, you can still really love what you do along the way and be content with what you've got. I'm not waking up in the morning and going, oh, I wish my business was this. Maybe that's why I don't carry a vision that's too audacious or too big. But I still want to pretend I'm starting in that direction. Oh, well, if we're going to talk about horses, I used to be a horse. <laughs> No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Uh, no. <laughs> so from 1987 to 1999, my, my entire life was horse racing. And, and the interesting thing was, is that I never planned to do one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time up the mountain. 
Your plan was, I hope, the next horse that comes on this property is the cup winner. That's good. You know? And it's almost like playing lotto. Absolutely. Yeah, almost as much as lotto to what you, Danny. But the thing was, is that I guess, I guess you've got a couple of options, right? You either really enjoy what you're doing, because I'll tell you what, probably the happiest time of my life, even though I didn't have much money, was actually training those horses. Because every day you went out there and you had a win. You know, right? The horse um, worked well, looked better, paced better, whatever it is. Then the day before, you know, right? There was nobody overseeing me or whatever. It was just, you know, like you go out there and you train your horses. And uh, you didn't have, have any massive aspirations because you thought one day. One day. So, that was having a vision you can accomplish more because you didn't have no vision, you wouldn't be going anywhere perhaps. And you may not be um, hikey. Um, the problem is, I guess, when you are married, for example, mm. which it's like a company in that way because they are two different, not two, but you know, more than one person, and you have to kind of get it all on one train into the future because you two you didn't have the same future in your vision well it's an interesting scenario that because when my wife was into horses i went along to all the horse events i was the only guy there'd be 50 people setting up horses and doing all that sort of stuff but i said if you're going to do things we'll do things together and eventually we decided that you go do your horse things and i got into target shooting and i reckon that's where we went our own separate ways did you shoot the horses <laughs> I used to have the same life what you just described yeah. and I now he liked it actually. He is a divorce. He's gone now. <laughs> I think it's now because like I have lost all of that and it I think it will make me more appreciative in the future when I accumulate that again because then I will probably appreciate it more, love it more. And maybe that's also the vision that sometimes people, they can't appreciate what they have right now. And it's like a human nature, isn't it? We are always striving to go somewhere else, you know? It always needs to be something else. It's a really interesting thing, because I promise you, every single morning I wake up, I used to say to my wife, we're so lucky to be able to live like this. Work from the property, wake up in the morning, we used to work three and a half days a week. Uh, you know, and you just think, you know, it's a, it's a dream to be able to, because what we did do is we really had total control of our lives. And we weren't uh, governed. Mm -hmm. I used to have a passive income coming in on the first of every month that paid all our bills. Uh, the horses? Did the horses work? No, they, they were the colander. The horses are like colanders. <laughs> and you put them in there and they had these really big holes and the money just goes straight through. Mm. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but I mean, that's, a, that's what we're talking about, isn't it? Financial independence. Be able to create a business which doesn't enslave you. That you wake up every morning thinking, "Cool, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to work on a Monday." I think Helen said uh, to me uh, the other day that she she looks forward to Mondays, and she used to not like Mondays because it used to be the start of the grind of the long week. So is that where we're heading? But she's now doing what she loves. Yes, I love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is the thing. But it's probably not a happy, uh, you know, one of those jobs where 
you want to do that for the rest of your life. No. So you've got another goal in mind while you're working your job, and is that the bigger vision? You know, like I say I want to be a millionaire. You know, I like doing this, but I don't want to do this when I'm 85 on the pension, walking in here going, morning, guys. Do you get a pension? Oh, I don't know. Probably sell the horses. You <laughs> <laughs> want to get a shop. Perhaps where we've actually come to in a kind of roundabout way around the mountain up and down and you know you is, is is you know like if you're quite happy actually where you are. Oh you know like if you're happy where you are, everything's if you're not happy where you are, then actually maybe right, you need to step back and you just go, well, where would I be happy? You know, what does happiness look like? And say, so that's my that's my vision. And, and each day that I'm going to work on this business, which isn't really uh, fulfilling me, I'm going to work a little bit harder because that is my payday, you know? And if you're, you're quite happy with what your payday is today, you don't need a vision, you do not need any mission, because right? no, you're just fine. And I think, I think you know, like, if I look back and I look at where I am today, I'm bloody happy today, and I'm happy today because I'm happy right where I am. All right? I'm in this room, I don't have any um, huge bills, whatever. <laughs> Oh, I know, because yours is so hot, Sharon, you just make my day every time I come in with you. Why else do I need? Because 
you know, they get to that point and then they always want more. So, you know, in our businesses, we can get to a point where we're very successful, but we always want more. And so we're not satisfied. It's that satisfied thing, I think, you know? Never satisfied. Some people I met, they won $14 million. Um, next thing I know, they're um, doing pee. What the yep. hell? Follow your dreams. <laughs> I think that ability to separate personal and business is that same concept of having very a very different personal vision and personal mission to your company vision and mission as well. And that probably stems from having a company that's more than just you. It's again that difference between sole trade and because you still have to have that company vision and mission because even if it no longer fully aligns with your personal vision and mission and where you're heading, you still need that to keep everyone else heading in that same direction. So it's it's that same concept of, hey, I've got my own personal vision and mission for where I want my life to be. I've got one for my company. They align in the sense that the company one is based on what I want for my company vision and mission, but it's not actually my personal vision and mission. I'm not... My company does not complete my life. It is just, it's part of what I'm doing, but it's not, yeah. yeah. I guess my emerging takeaway from this, is, it goes back to, to Sean's point, staying away from horses. <laughs> um, I would recommend llama, the farmer. Um, but, but I reckon it's around just having that sense of financial freedom. And I sort of take issue a little bit with uh, Helen in terms of always wanting more. And maybe it's because I'm just a couple of years older that you actually get to that point in life where you actually feel quite comfortable about where you're staggering to. Are you 55? Mm. Oh, 53 and a half. Anyway, um, so I, I guess the, the point I'm, I'm, I'm making is that there are some people out there who will win the lotto and will blow it. But equally there are people out there because they've had their skills in life that have they've used it well. We don't hear about those stories though, and I'm sure those people are out there. And it's the difference between every one of us here that if we were to get a windfall, we'd all operate in a different way. But for me it's just to have that financial freedom. I'm happy with what I've got around me, and you know, I'd love my mortgage paid off and those sorts of things. End goal for me. Yeah. When, when, when do you cash in? Well, okay, at least say if you yes. sold all your... No, no, no. Say you sold all your house really well, and you're going to live on some island somewhere. You probably sustain yourself for the rest of your life, right? Yep. So why don't we do that? We have commitment to islands. Oh, you must be stuck on an island. Yeah. Islands for nothing. Very hot. Yeah, under the yeah, yeah. Alright, where do we go with that? We've got five minutes, so we should be really talking about takeaways. And uh, we did seem to scrape this topic into something, so well done, you guys. Um, I'm Ball from Danny. Good catch. No? No, I just want to say what you're talking about going to a tropical island and working. I think you could do that for a certain amount of time, and anything that you do anyway is going to get um, too routine. So you love it at first, and then you'll go, oh, I'm sick of this bloody tropical island. Yes, it's lovely and hot, but I want to be in a big city or whatever. So Where's the McDonald's? Yeah. yeah. So it's that thing again of never being truly happy and satisfied because it gets routine. It gets boring. I, I like travelling. Maybe that's what I... Because that's always... Yeah, constantly story. moving. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Full-time traveller. So become a travel agent. I now have to work on the way. 
Mm. That's right, sorry, anymore. Mm. Okay, well, oh, well, actually, Heike. Um, maybe, f maybe for next week we could uh, make ways of becoming financially independent. And I know you have already something set up. You can have any topic you like next week. <laughs> Is there another? <laughs> <laughs> in Bangladesh next week, trying to eat all the insects. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of financial freedom. I think that's yeah. a really yeah, good topic. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how to it's get there. Yeah. 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 No, no, yeah. no. What is this? I'm in control. Um, so yeah, so takeaways from today, visions of anyone seeing the head The channels um, to getting I'm there for all of us. Hey, 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 your wall is I'll just get some water. Uh, I find it interesting that this, uh, the conversation gravitated around money. And I actually sat back and I thought, you know, like, what if we were running a business or, or if we were doing some other project or whatever? that our vision may not have anything to do with money. It may have, you know, like to... Weight loss? Weight <laughs> loss, climate change, you know, like a big, a big, hairy, audacious goal or whatever, you know, like, and it would be really interesting that I think maybe where the vision and mission comes into, if there's several people working on a big goal, that you all need to align where are you going and how are you going to get there and maybe because most of us in here are self-employed that we kind of have, have the luxury we don't have to have a vision and mission because we're just aligning ourselves but if there's a group of us and we're all going towards one goal we all have to be aligned I would love to set a goal with a group of people like this that's attainable and that we all keep everyone, keep everyone um, accountable for. Uh, I don't know what that would be. Uh, if you use weight loss and we say, right, in the next two weeks we're going to lose two kgs. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Make it five kgs for, five kgs for you, yeah? Thank you. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, uh, um, what do I not know your name? I've known you for 25 years. In. <laughs> It's just a comment where I agree with Rob. You know, really? It's one Rob. It's for Rob talking about you know, the money. And I think, you know, it's very easy to drift off. You know, the ultimate wealth is health. And about three weeks ago, uh, I was told of a chap that he's a multimillionaire. Uh, he's just turned 65. Um, he may get to Christmas. Uh, you know, and I think everything's got to be in perspective and there's got to be a balance in life and you know to compare what you're saying Sean is you know there's the, well there's going to be a balance and it's important to I believe to have goals mm. uh, but one of them is to have the goals within family and friends and all that and that is what mm. this business should encapsulate that's just my thoughts on it so you know, we're all self-starters we're all self-starters here uh, you know, so we're all individuals who are goal focused but everything's got to be put in balance. So my want to have my own income and pay all my own bills has uh, uh, always been a struggle you know because you, you need money <laughs> to pay your bills and uh, you know but when you look back at the shit I've been doing this for 25 years now and I've never really anyone knock up, I've never had anyone knock on my door for money except my ex-wife or bloody horses. Um, <laughs> You know, but you know, you sort of think, well, you've got to remember that you can enjoy life along the way and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, Kim, you had your hand waving. Oh, around. that's right. Oh, I was just going to say, I agree in all those things like your friends, family, that's your, that, that's that's your that's well. that is a natural base. Yes. The other things right. can build up that's from right. that, but that's mm. like the key here. Because money's still I think sometimes, just, uh, to me, it's like getting yourself above the line where you self sustain yourself. I mean, Mark's talked about it was income, it's troughs, highs, and lows. And now he's got that line and he cuts it right across and he says, I'm actually above the line, I'm in business. You know, I think that's the biggest fear when, when starting out. Yeah. Uh, it's 10.30, uh, thank you very much for coming along today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Sorry, I, I seem to have come across as a negative mm-hmm. son of a gun. But a wise and refocused. Yeah, and remember, listen to the podcast, get yourself on there. And if you speak really quietly like this, we still pick you up on the microphone. Okay. And no meeting next week. Mm-hmm. Peace out.